0: My friend Misty Tempolis put it this way, Though our beloved performances are on hiatus, Artslandia's mission to elevate and celebrate the arts remains steadfast. It seems more important than ever to keep our souls nourished. We are pressing ahead with our work to celebrate the confluence of human connection, even though its expression must temporarily shift. In this unique space of uncertainty, we've decided that the energy we usually pour into elevating the arts will go toward uplifting our community. Instead of cultivating engagement with the arts, we'll cultivate hope. We'll celebrate its power and the beauty of having, sharing, and believing in it. Check in daily to artslandia.com for podcasts, good news, good reads, and happy hours. Hi, everyone. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Misty Tampoles is a Portland based businesswoman and a fearless entrepreneur. I know this because I work for her. She is the founder and publisher of Artslandia magazine. These last few weeks have tested every business leader in the world, and unsurprisingly, Misty has risen to the challenge of inspiring our Artslandia team with her loyalty, her innovation, and her passion for her work. She's agreed to share her innermost thoughts on her most recent decisions and innovations at Artslandia. Hey Misty, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Hi Susanna.
0: I'm going to start off with a big question. Many arts organizations are laying off staff in response to the COVID-19 crisis how do you feel when you see some of our most beloved arts organizations having to take such a dramatic step? And why are you able not to have to lay off any of your team at this time? Uh, That's a great
1: question, Susanna. Um, First off, I'm heartbroken. I'm absolutely heartbroken that all of the arts organizations are suffering the way they are. Um, It's, you know, I've had many conversations with dear friends who are at the helm of these arts organizations, and they're heartbroken as well. So, you know, it's, it's a difficult time, to say the least. I understand why they're laying people off. Every situation is unique. When you're producing live theater or performances, there are re- realities that are unavoidable, right? There's no way the show can go on when you're practicing social distancing. You can't have a team Producing a show, you can't have an audience, you know, in the seats. There's just simply no way. They had no choice, and if they wanted to survive and be able to produce great art in the future, they had to take these steps now. For me personally, I think I really weighed all of the options. We have such a tight team, Susanna, you know that, mm-hmm. and I'm a numbers cruncher. I, I crunched all the numbers and looked at reserves, looked at what I personally could do. And just felt that it was the right decision. There, I think there's strength if we stay together. It, it feels like we all have a kind of a home that we can go to on a daily basis. The home being the work, the good work that we're doing. For me, I just felt like I was going to do everything humanly possible to keep us together. So it was the only decision for me.
0: I know everybody on the team is so married to doing great work for you because you're an incredible leader and the loyalty you show for us we want to show right back to you
1: yeah and um and you know what I know that um i think that was part of the decision making too it's i could i could not physically stomach the idea of losing one just one of our team members because we're so we're so connected as humans and if you remove one person from this team, there's, you, you can feel the absence immediately. So it was important for this team. And it was important for me that we all stay intact.
0: Do you think there are organizations that are not going to survive?
1: Yes, I absolutely do. I think there are going to be restaurants. I think they're going to be businesses. I think they're going to be charities. I think pretty much there's not one sector that's not going to lose important members of its community. I mean, it's just an impossibility.
0: What content from Artslandia is coming to a halt? And then what is replacing it right now?
1: Yeah, great question. So clearly we are not producing playbills because we have no performances to hand those playbills out. So that there's a halt there. We worked up until the last moment, even not knowing what the Governor was going to do. We kept working with our partners, and when they said no, then that's when we stopped. So um we still had a lot of publications that were near press time or almost complete. So those playbills have halted. Um, you know, we have an opening this week that's populated. We have an opening this week email that goes out every week that tells everyone what's happening. the city and so those have halted because we have no shows opening Um, and then our calendar has all canceled shows so it's such a weird time so my challenge to the team was okay if this is happening to our community what can we do how can we innovate what work can we create um, to replace this so as far as um, the calendar which is essentially live performances what we've come up with is a live performance every day on Facebook. We call it Artslandia Happy Hour, and that's at 5 p.m. and It has performers from um, from Portland, from the Pacific Northwest, from actually all around the world. We have someone from Nashville this week. We have someone from Indonesia. So really, every day there is still a performance in Portland that's happening on Artslandia's Facebook. So that's really exciting. And so then. With that, then we have all these great videos that we can you know send out to folks that missed the live performance. And then all of our social has uh, moved to good news. And this really just came out of me getting one after another after another, bad news emails. And I just couldn't I couldn't take it anymore, and I didn't want to be a part of that, or I didn't want that to be how we moved forward. So I asked our social media. Manager Katrina Ketchum um, to create a good news channel. This is not an original idea, but it is something we can contribute to the to the local community. And so every day we aggregate good news from around the world and we send that out over our social channels. And so from Artslandia, even though you know we started this conversation with talking about how rough it is right now you kind of don't know it when you come to Artslandia because all we're doing is trying to put out good news and good energy because it's nice. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, every day when I sit down for the happy hour show, it lifts my spirits, it buoys me, it keeps me going for the next day. And I can tell from, you know, all of the people that are there watching that it's doing the same for them. So that's enough for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's it's so fascinating to me to also being a part of the team and continuing to connect with artists, which is really at the heart of this work and the heart of Artslandia is your love of art. And all the things you are putting out and doing reprise podcasts and continuing doing the podcasts and the good news and the happy hours are reconnecting with art, which is, for me, brings such hope and a moment of being somewhere else, reconnecting me with the beauty of what art does.
1: Yeah. And I would say for you um, and your podcast, they've always been that. Like you have sun, such a, a sunny disposition. And, and you. I tell everyone that asks me about you, you really are who you are. I mean, you are that, uh, that shiny optimistic person and so your podcasts have always been that so maybe in a way they we're taking a cue from what you've you've been doing for a really long time Susanna. Thank you.
0: That's very kind. Took the words out from under me. <laughs> One of the things that I love about being a part of the Artslandia team is we have our scrum zoom chats. Yeah. And really every <laughs> every zoom chat starts with a theme. One day you told us to all wear our Artslandia gear. Next day, everyone chose a background for our Zoom picture from somewhere around the world. Your leadership is strong in structure and also big on fun. And it just, I love that about you. You've just got this big container for your leadership style that is extremely clear and structured and fun in addition. And I just, I think the balance is incredible. Where do you draw your leadership inspiration?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's a great question. I really do believe you should play as hard as you work. Um, I really do believe that, um, and um, acknowledging acknowledging what your people are doing for you and being grateful and appreciative is is really my leadership style. Um, you know, where do I draw inspiration? Probably. My mom, in a lot of ways, um, she's really been such a huge influence, Um, but I, I do believe in structure. I really do, because I think with structure comes stability, and with stability comes security, and so I lead with structure. I don't micromanage. Um, but I am a, a process champion, and so if we're if we're really clicking and doing what we need to be doing, and which we always are, and we're so such a tight team, and we're you know we're always in step. Um, then on the opposite side, let's play hard, let's enjoy it. You know we've worked really really hard. Let's blow off some steam. And so uh, I think you know there should be levity in everything. I mean, not everything, but if you can bring a little bit of levity and a smile,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you should. And let's face it, what we do for a living is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I, my job is awesome. I create beautiful magazines. I lead a beautiful team and I promote beautiful art. So what I mean, what I'm so lucky. Mm.
0: It sounds as though you just answered this question, but where are you finding your joy? Is it just diving back into the things you love in your work?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I do, I do get a lot of joy from work. I'm a workaholic. I like to improve. Um, I like to, I'm extremely competitive. So I am most competitive with myself. And if I see something that can be better, I want it to be better. Um, so I find joy in the building and the improving in a way. Um, and that is something that will never go away with business. I'm never, I don't feel like anyone at Artslandia is ever complacent. We're always like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. How can we be better? Uh, so I find a lot of joy in work because I find it challenging. Um, and you know, joy in in the faces of the people that I love, my family, my team. So, yeah, I have a lot of reasons
0: to be joyful. Mm. I also am really enjoying learning so much about organization from you and using some of the tools you've provided us all with. And today, during our meeting, you talked about how, at the end of the day, you gather with your family, your husband and son and you make a plan for the following day would you mind sharing that with everyone because i think everyone right now is kind of struggling with remaking their home life you know in a way that feels structured uh, especially i know there's lots and lots of parents out there my both of my kids are grown up but um you know you've got a young son and how are you helping him continue to feel as though as though he's doing meaningful things during the day.
1: Yeah, this doesn't make me sound a little crazy, Susanna, but uh, yeah, no, I I guess I'm, I am very structured, but so we have a daily planner that each of us has with a clipboard and we meet at the kitchen table in the evening and we all fill fill out our planner for the next day. It really is a planner of like hour by hour things that we want to do. Uh, our three top priorities for the day. And then we sync up our calendar cash. My 11 year old, he's actually extremely um, self-disciplined. I'm lucky in that regard. So he's completely down for it. He makes sure that his calendar syncs up with mine. And um, like we have, you know, we have a time that we set aside every day for trampolining because <laughs> trampolining is really good for the soul. So we will trampoline at two o'clock today. Um, and that's on his calendar. And my calendar, we're also doing Duolingo together. We have 30 minutes. And then he, you know, he writes letters that's on his schedule. But yeah, we really schedule almost every hour of the day. But here's the thing. We don't stick to it. We're not like, we're not obsessed with the schedule. It just gives us a guide for the day. It really does and and um it makes us feel like we have a purpose um, and yeah we're i in a strange way feel like um we might all be a little bit better after this i'm not I'm not talking about the economy, I'm talking about our souls and um, what we appreciate in life, and you know just you know spending time with your family and. There's something really beautiful about the, this kind of social distancing and quarantine. Uh, I'm not saying I want to do it indefinitely, but uh, I think there are some lessons to be learned here, and I hope we learn them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I got a, a really devastating letter from a friend of mine who's a pianist who uh, we've been working on some stuff together, and his beloved one is in India right now and not doing well mm. and i realized because i 100% agree with you that i believe we will be different and mm. but i because we're we're just exercising all new muscles and what i realized when i was thinking about my friend who's got this beloved person so far away and suffering is that the social distancing also feels as though i'm not you know, I'm not seeing this person any longer because we can't be together. And mm. then I didn't hear about his beloved until he was able to write me an email. And I guess as I'm saying this, I realize that the big flow includes everyone. And when he wrote me the letter, I, all of a sudden she was in my my mind and thinking about her and him and the people who are suffering in so many different ways. But I guess that's just a pretty circuitous Reply to what you said, which is I agree with you, and it's so weird, so much big stuff's going on, it's almost as though I can't get my head around it.
1: Yeah, no, I know. Um, and I agree with you 100% too. I think where I'm coming from is you know, it's the nurturing of the nucleus in a way, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's the three of us in this house, and um, you know, the bond that's being built. I mean, we're tight anyway, but like we can have honest conversations about what, what's happening. Um, it's a reconnection that, that I think is really important and reaching out through technology, Susanna is also okay. a part of that. Right. And okay. acknowledging that, um, you know I can't see my mom right now she she lives 7 miles from here and we're making sure that we're keeping our distance and it's excruciating right and so it's taking time to it's taking time to connect with those people almost on a daily basis too it's right it's reaching out and acknowledging that we're all kind of in it together but as far as the big picture I don't know I don't know if that's where I can spin my headspace right now mm-hmm. because if I spend too much time thinking about that, I don't know if I can focus on what I can kind of make an impact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what the right answer is. I, yeah. I just feel personally that I need to be better on the opposite side of this because this is a sacrifice and if I'm sacrificing, I better make I better be a better person on the other side. So that me personally, I think that's kind of keeps me
0: focused. There's no right a there's this is a conversation is brand new for all of us. And so in that way also it's really exciting to start to think about, well, how are we connecting? And my husband had to go out and get his tires changed. And so he went and he practiced social distancing and he happens to have rubber gloves because he's a chiropractor. And then the guys who changed his tires said, Are you a doctor? And he said, Well yes, I'm a chiropractor. And they said, We're not charging for any medical professionals today. And my husband, who's not a terribly emotional person, got tears in his eyes when he told me the story. Yeah. So I think there's with Everything that's happening, the weightiness of what's happening on so many levels that's walking around with everyone, I think a little more tenderness is coming out, you know, for people who are being generous and people who are receiving generosity. It's deeply felt now, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And everybody handles things differently,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: My approach is usually okay, well, how do we fight through it? and I I know that that's not how everybody approaches it. So I want to be um, mindful of that and
0: empathetic uh, to those people too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird so time. Every meeting we answer these three questions and I thought it'd be fun if you could share your answers with our listeners. Yeah. The three questions are, and for anyone who's looking for a new way to organize, I've got to say, I think this is really great what did I do yesterday? What am I doing today? What is in my way?
1: Yeah. So what did I do yesterday? I organized a lot of paperwork um, and I send out my weekly email every Monday, kind of like uh, what's happening in Artslandia, what everybody needs to know. And actually that takes me quite a bit of time. So that's what I did yesterday. And then I watched our happy hour with just the most phenomenal jazz singer last night. And today, what am I doing? A little bit of the same, managing my son's schedule and working on happy hour outreaches. And so, yeah, uh, it feels a little bit like Groundhog Day. And then um, what's in my way? What's in my way? Then the amount of hours in the day. I just don't have enough time. Strangely. I feel busier now than when I was going to the office. I wonder what that's about.
0: I agree. I don't know. You know what I believe actually is because everyone is in crisis right now, everyone is requiring more meeting time and response to so many moving parts that there's just a lot more happening. It is.
1: And people need more communication and yeah. communication when it's, when it's thoughtful and when it comes from the heart takes a long time to craft.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and so there is that sense of urgency that you don't have enough time to communicate effectively and, and, you know, ease people's fear. Um, so I have, a I've, I feel a, a great sense of responsibility to do that. And so I think that part that is Part of my anxiety yeah
0: that's really interesting because i agree with that wholeheartedly especially from as i was saying earlier this wonderful friend pianist friend of mine he wrote this most beautiful email and i wrote a quick response because i had many things i had to attend to some meetings but i wrote at the bottom i'm going to write back more because i couldn't i couldn't bear i could barely digest what he told me in the first place And I just felt it was done so kindly to open his life to me in that way. It just didn't feel right not to write as thoughtful a response as he initiated. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there's so much, so much going on. And also, I think in some people who are alone, I, you know, have my husband here. um, It's probably even more important for them to have places to be in contact in that yeah, way.
1: Absolutely. And, um, you know, my, like I said earlier, my mom is kind of isolated. Um, she's, uh, by herself and you know, I, I want her to stop going out. Uh, I don't know what it is, but she feels like she needs to go to the grocery store all the time. I want her to stop doing that. Yeah. But I did ask all of my friends to FaceTime with her. It's like, Mm. anyone who's alone i we can all have conversations we can have we can meet new people with technology right um, there's nothing stopping us from having conversations with people that need to have them
0: you're so right about that and my mom similarly she lives on the property with my sister but similarly you know she is mostly alone and you know i have lots of friends who know her and that would be a great idea that's a great idea because talking on the phone is a great way to be together also. And especially if people are lonely and it's uh, the technology really gives us the opportunity to do a lot of connecting. What's so interesting about that too,
1: is, you know, we've taken art for granted for so long.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We've taken it for granted that we can go to a theater and have this human experience with uh, 750 other people. We've just, taken it for granted. And, um, I think if anything, it's so obvious how art, how important art is to us as humans, right? Mm-hmm. So when we have this happy hour, this is also an opportunity for everybody to come together. Yeah. We're, you know, it's virtually, but when we're in that happy hour and people are communicating with each other, mm-hmm. it is a beautiful thing. It really mm-hmm. is. And if people are sitting at home by themselves, they can literally watch this happy hour, talk to other people, experience the same thing at the same time. And that's what we're lacking right now with, um, you know, the arts being canceled. Uh, it's just the ability to have a shared human experience. It's, it, it connects us.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too. I thought it was great. Greta Matassa yesterday had a virtual tip jar and that's another thing also for people who are listening who aren't professional artists and I know everyone is really struggling right now trying to reassess their finances and how they can do supportive financial acts and such is if you have a few extra dollars and you can give a tip to the artist at the happy hour that's a really nice way to support them as well there's a lot of talk right now about what this means how artists are stepping up and providing work. And I'm, you know, I saw the Portland Art Museum has the Mm -hmm. virtual tour of the St. Helens, the Mount St. Helens exhibit. And these are things that organizations are doing for the, for the common good. Yeah. So continue to remember that these types of things that artists and organizations who do art are doing that actually do cost money and, you know, put that into your thinking cap, you know, how you can do it as an individual or as a Whatever, you know, rings your bell about that.
1: (laughs) Well, and then, you know, on the other side of this, and we will get to the other side of it, you know, support the arts, right? Support the arts. I mean, it's fundamentally a basic need for humans the the need to connect, then, you know, the need to share experience. So, you know, just remember it. You know, when you do, when we're all out of this and we're in a better place, it's
0: time to support the arts. Yes, I think that is a great way to end our chat. Is this the end? (laughs) I think so, unless we want to talk a little bit more.
1: I have a trampoline session I have to get to.
0: Right, I know you do have a trampoline session you have to get to. I was just going to thank you. Oh. For everything that you do, Susanna, for this community. Oh my goodness. Misty, I was going to thank you for your commitment to this team and to the creative community. You light our way and there's just so much good work being done. And I'm grateful that I am able to continue to shine a light on organizations all over Oregon. Really proud.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Have a great trampoline session.
1: I will have a great trampoline session. I will see you at happy hour tonight.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Cheers. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia.